something about it. I've never heard that song. Beautiful. We may have to hear it again. <laughs> Amen. All right. I'm that kind of guy. If I hear something I like, I, I, I like to hear it more than once. Amen. All right. Well, let me call your attention back to Matthew 6, 6. Uh, wonderful crowd here this morning. Thank you for coming. Thank you for all the kind words and all the little pats and, and the hugs and all that. Uh, thank you so much. Um, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6, if you'll stand with me. Uh, I'm going to just read one verse. You know, some preachers, they'll read chapters. And um, I won't do that to you this morning. Matthew chapter 6. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I, I've learned to say this down through the years. If you'll smile at me, we'll get out quicker. Okay? And, uh, but if you don't smile, I'm going to... I'm going to preach until you do, and that could be eternity for some Baptists. All right. Okay, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. But thou, but thou, when, not if, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret, And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Father, I love you. I love Great Berean Baptist Church. And Lord, I love the pastor and family. And Lord, I I just pray that you will let me be a blessing to them this morning, as I have prayed many, many times, that if I can't be a blessing, I'd much rather just have a seat and allow pastor to do the preaching or someone of his choice. But, but Lord, if you can use me, I sure want to be used. And, Lord, I, I would love to see revival uh, break out here at Berean Baptist Church and uh, many souls be saved and your children are drawn closer to you. And, and Lord, that would be wonderful. And, Lord, I know I know it's up to us if, if we won't. Revival, we can ask for it and seek it, and and Lord, you promise us that you will you will honor our prayers. I sure love you. Thank you. I pray, Lord, also for the lost today, that they would be born again this morning. Lord, I'm not asking you to just save them. That could be any time, but I'm asking you to save them today in this service. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I I, I, I noticed that many, some of you were not here in Sunday school. (coughs) And um, so I'm going to review just for a a few minutes and let you bring everyone up to the same page. If you'll turn with me to Exodus 34, 28, and we'll do this very quickly. Um, we, we shared with the Sunday school uh, hour that uh, there are men and ladies in, in the Bible uh, that practice getting along with God, which Jesus called uh, closet prayer. 
And uh, it was just a room. It was just a uh, restricted area. It was just a a solitude place. Um, and, And Jesus really practiced it. And we'll talk about that later. But look in Exodus 34 and verse 28. The Bible says that our first character was, uh, is Moses, and Moses was there with the Lord. I like that, with the Lord, 40 days, 40 nights. He didn't either eat bread or drank water, and he wrote upon the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And, and so we find Moses practicing uh, closet prayer, getting along with God, and I shared in, in the Sunday school hour that Moses was a, was a mighty man of God. He, he, did, he did great miracles and all this stuff. God used him in great ways. And he was a smart man. Uh, he, had a, he had a speech impediment. And, and, and he brought that to God's attention as if God didn't already know that. And uh, he, he said, I'm slow of tongue. And uh, he said, God said, well, I'll give you, I'll give you uh, so Aaron to, to do your speaking for you. But you'll find in the Bible that Moses did more speaking than Aaron did. And uh, just used by God. But here he is on the mountain and, and uh, for 40 days, 40 nights, without eating bread, without drinking water. And I said in Sunday school, uh, you, don't, you don't want to try this at home, uh, this drinking water, because they say if you go more than seven days without water, you're going to die. So don't be trying this at home. And, but you can go without food for 40 days. I know men that has done that. I have read about men uh, in history that, that practiced the 40-day the fast. J. Harold Smith, I mentioned in Sunday school, he was 95 years old. He was a medical doctor that never practiced medicine. Uh, he got saved before he could uh, ever uh, rent his uh, little office and start uh, helping people physically. He went right into the spiritual uh, doctor realm and, and helped millions of people around the world uh, with his, with his uh, a dedicated life. He, he, he was a man of prayer. He was a man that not only prayed but fasted, and he lived a life. He was a busy man, too, but he was a spiritual man. I believe you can be both, preacher. I, I believe you can be busy, and I believe you can be spiritual at the same time. Uh, but we shouldn't get so busy that we're not spiritual, but we can be both. Amen? And so we find uh, uh, <coughs> Abraham here in, in Genesis uh, 18, verse 22, down to verse 32. We're not going to read that. Uh, we, what you're going to find there, and I, and I hope you will do this when you get home, uh, you look up those verses because you'll find that Abraham was not only uh, a, 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 a man that walked with God, but he was a intercessor. He was an intercessor, uh, and he prayed for Sodom and the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. And and you know the story. We need a lot of intercessors today to pray for the same sin. Amen. 
and uh, is rapid across across our world today. And we need men and ladies like you and young people like you and even children that are saved, amen, uh, to pray, be intercessors uh, for our country. And you saw, oh, Brother Beckham, now you mentioned the children. You really don't. Hey, let me tell you, I got a little team of, of girls in another state that prays for me. Amen. They seven, eight years old. And they pray. Let me tell you, those little girls pray heaven down. I saw it during the seven-week revival, but I have seen and I have heard about their little lives and their prayer life. It's amazing these little girls get along. Uh, I don't know where the little boys are, but the little girls are powerful, I'm telling you. And uh, we, need a little, we need a little group of little boys to help the little girls uh, to pray. And then we need some bigger people. Amen. And then I want you to look in Genesis 21, verse 33. We see Abraham uh, praying in a grove. He, he planted a grove just to get along with God in, uh, to pray. That was his restricted area. That was his place where he, he met with God. And, and uh, you say, can he be anywhere? He can be anywhere. I, I, I could tell you stories uh, Different people have different places to pray. And then Isaac, Isaac was out in the field and uh, he, he uh, was meditating. And, and I'm excited about these messages. Uh, I have just touched on them a little bit here and there, introducing the thought uh, that I will be preaching more likely next year uh, with those meditation prayer. Uh, uh, prayers, examples of them in the Bible, but it, it is important for us to meditate. Uh, keep that helmet of salvation on your head, Amen. Where the where the devil can't get to your mind, get to you, get to your eyes, and all this stuff. Because if he does, he's gonna mess you up. He's gonna get you so busy you don't, you're not gonna even think about your prayer closet. And then turn with me to Genesis 32. I went through Genesis 32, 24, 28 about Jacob. I went through it so quickly in Sunday school because I saw my time uh, clicking away. And so I wanted to at least introduce you uh, to Jacob. But let's read in verse 24. Uh, boy, we need some Jacobs uh, today. And Jacob, in verse 24, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Here they are in a wrestling match. And he said, Let me go. <coughs> For the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go. I like this. I, I, I like to see it in our church services. And I have seen this. I have heard people say it. I've heard people just get broken in the service. And the Holy Ghost was working in their life. And they say similar things as Jacob 
here said, I have heard them give up the world. I have heard them say, I don't want it no more. Uh, God, I, I want you. I, I never want to take my eyes off of you again. I want to serve you. I have heard so much, so many different ways in the last 21 years, but especially in the last three years, I have heard people and I have seen them just crack during the preaching and I have seen them run to the altar during the preaching. I have seen them stand up and say, uh, Brother Beckham, I, 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 I'm sorry. Years ago, I had a guy, he stood up, he was crying, he was broken all to pieces, and he said, I know I'm interrupting the sermon. I said, no, you're adding to the sermon. Go ahead. And I'm telling you, a revival broke out there in that, in that small church there in uh, North Carolina. Uh, and then notice what it says here in, in verse 24, 25, 26. And he said, let me go. No, no. I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Oh, boy, I wish we could get uh, churches. I mean, all the church, not just 5%, 10%. Uh, we don't need 5%, 10%, 15%. We need 100%, amen? And we need, we need everybody on board. We need everyone uh, praying, praying in their prayer closet, getting right with the Lord. That's the reason why it's not something that we just do on Sunday. Paul said you are to pray always and I quoted that in Sunday school pray always and not faint well so many people are getting discouraged and they're wanting to quit it's not time to quit it's time to keep going it's time to get closer to God it's time to love him more amen stay in your Bible don't don't quit we don't need quitters amen Jesus didn't quit on you and he doesn't want us to quit on him and um, and so if you have that attitude I'm not going to quit I'm going to keep going I'm going to serve God in spite of the storms in spite of the tribulations in spite of the afflictions in in spite of the spiritual snakes and uh, that that wasn't a spirit a spiritual snake that bit Paul that was a real one but we have old snakes biting us too don't we and and we need to fling them off we need to we need to get them off of our hands and 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 so much and a lot of people are shipwrecked too and but you know Paul didn't Paul didn't let he said I am going to rejoice in all of my sorrows so here is old Jacob wrestling with God and I'm telling you uh, I like it I like what he said and then he said unto him what is thy name and he said Jacob and he said thy name shall be called no more Jacob but Israel for as a prince has thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. You have prevailed, Jacob. Go on. Amen. And that, you know, he said that to me some years ago. Uh, my son, Benny, listen to me. Diane is okay. She is better now than ever before. Just go on. It's going to be long. It's going to be 52 weeks a year. It's going to be Sunday school through Friday night meetings. You're going to get tired. You might even get a little discouraged. But remember, don't let me go. Hello? And he says that to the church. Don't let me go. I got you. 
I got this problem. I got this tribulation. I got all of this. Gotcha. I will never forsake you. That's a promise from God, folks. I will not forsake you. Keep going. Keep a praying. Keep that relationship hot. Amen? And I'll fight for you. I'll supply your needs. And all that stuff is in there somewhere because that's what he did for Jacob. And that's what he will do for you and for me if we'll just Amen. Because he's got us, but we need to have him inside of us. Are you a Jacob? Are you here this morning and you're saying, oh, Brother Beckham, thank you. Well, let's look at another one. Look in Psalms 55. I, I, get, I get very mellowed when I start talking about Jacob. My goodness, what a story. And then in Psalms 55, verse 16 and verse 17, David. I know, I know David was, was a rascal at times. I know, he, I, I know he made some mistakes. I know, but listen to this. We see David in his closet of prayer. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Uh-huh. He says, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Now look up here, church. Listen, look at the confidence that, that David had with God he said, I will call upon the name of the Lord in the evening. I'm going to call on God's name in the morning. I'm going to call on God's name at noon. I am going to pray. That is a definite thing. David said, I'm going to pray. I'm going to cry aloud. And then he had so much confidence that he wrote it to be in the word of God. Look at it. And he shall hear my voice. Well, Brother Beckham, I go to the Lord and seemingly he never listens to me, never answers my prayer. There must be something in your life. Because, see, God says, I will answer thee. Call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. We have that promise. If we call upon the name of the Lord, he will hear us. Now, if he's not hearing you, if he, is, if he doesn't hear, Brother Beckham, and it goes on and on and on, and I don't see no blessing, I don't see God answering me, I don't look to the church. I don't look at my preacher friends. I don't look at my wife, Jeanette. I don't look at my kids, my grandkids. I don't. I, I don't. You know who I have learned to look at? I go to the first mirror in my house, and I look in the mirror... And I see the problem. Amen. I see him. And when I say something, he talks back. He says the same thing I say. You know why? It's me. And what we need to do, 
And you may be here this morning, and you may be in this predicament that you just you just feel all alone, and you don't feel like God is answering your prayer like He did David. But you got to have confidence in God, like David had. You got to live for God as David was at this time. Amen. And if you if you do, He'll bless you. If you don't. He'll curse you. Isaiah says it so plainly. I don't know about you, church, but I do not want to be cursed. I want to be blessed. I want to see the blessings of God in my life, in Jeanette's life, in my family, in my ministry. There's so much going on right now. I I, I want the blessings of God upon everything I do, but I have to keep Benny Beckham clean. I have to keep Benny Beckham crucified, sanctified, mortified. I have to keep my life clean. where God wants it to be. Or I can just call, just go through the motions, and nothing's going to happen. But David was not that way. He said, and he shall hear my voice. The Christian walk without faith is useless. Walking by sight will not get you nowhere. But walking by faith You're not going to be like a wave tossed here and there anymore. You're not going to be double-minded anymore. Guess what? God's going to bless you. You're going to be a great soul winner again. You're going to be a great student of the Word of God again. You're going to be a good member of the church again. Amen? That's what we need. Now, look in Daniel. Daniel was a lot like David. Daniel 6 in verse 10, we find Daniel praying in his closet also uh, three times. The Bible says in verse 10, Daniel 6, And when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house. And his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem, he knelt, that's a posture, he knelt upon his knees three times a day and he prayed and he gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Notice in this verse, Daniel had accustomed himself to closet prayer. He went to his closet. He turned first into his, he went into his closet before he went to his public employment and state affairs. People will come in at, uh, during the night and they'll say, uh, I'll say to them, boy, you look pretty beat up. You look pretty tired. Oh, I've had a terrible day today. Uh, the devil's been on me all day, Brother Beckham. I just, I said, oh, boy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have so much trouble with the devil. Maybe, did you, can I ask you a question? I guess so, Brother Beckham. You're going to anyway. Did you pray before you left your house this morning? Did you give your job to God before you ever got there this morning? No, sir. 
Well, would you try that in the morning and let me know tomorrow night what kind of, if it was a better day than Monday? Try it. Let me know. I'm at the door. I can't wait until he gets there to ask if he did, if he prayed on Tuesday morning. So here he comes. I said, he said, no, I forgot. Do it in the morning then. I'll be, I'll be at the door waiting on you on Wednesday night too. Try it. See how it works. People have tried it. Guess what? It works. It works giving God your day. That's what, da- that's what uh, uh, Daniel did. And then at, the, at, at his return to dinner at night, he turned first into his chamber to his God and refreshed his soul before he sat down to eat. Uh, you, honey, I know you have cooked supper. I'm just not hungry. Well, maybe if you walk with God all day, you get home and you'll want to kind of act like Daniel and you'll eat before before you have your dinner. And then at the end of the day, and all this is in the text, and at the end of the day when he had dispatched his business with men, he made it his business to wait upon God in his chamber. Uh, so at before he ever got into bed, guess what? He talked to God. Look up here. How about you? You know, when I tumble in the bed, uh, God will wake me up. He said, hey, did you forget something? Oh. Oh. He said, why don't you? It's not too late. We can have our little talk if you want to. Okay. All right, God. Are you going to lay in bed and snore, or are you going to get out of bed and talk to me? Oh, I'll get up, God. Amen? Yeah. And you know, after that gets done, I go to sleep. Boop. Just go to sleep. All of these stories in the Bible are here for our learning. They're not just here. Uh, the Holy Ghost said, oh, I need David's, David's story to, uh, as dead wood to put into this paragraph. Oh, here's some more dead wood words about Daniel. I'll put those. He didn't do that. These are real stories, real messages, not just for them in the Bible days, but for us today. Amen. We need these messages. We need these stories. And ladies, I'm not, I'm not overlooking you. Look in 1 Samuel 1, verse 13. Uh, Hannah, here she is. Hannah, praying. Listen, listen to this lady. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved. But her voice was not heard, and therefore Eli thought that she had been drunken. Here he is looking around the corner. He sees Hannah praying. She, he sees her lips moving, but no voice was coming out of her mouth. Listen, church, 
what, what was going on here. She was praying with her heart. There is a prayer in the Bible that we don't talk about very much, and that is heart praying. Try it sometimes. Don't pray with your head. Don't pray as an intellectual, uh, but pray from the inner man, from your heart. Let your heart do the, pre- do the praying. And I'll tell you one thing. It will make a difference. It will make a difference when we pray from our heart. I, I never want to preach from my flesh. I want to preach from my heart. If I ever get to the point that I can't preach from my heart, if I can't just talk to you from my heart, I'll get off of the road. I'll stay home. Just stay home. But as long as I can minister from my heart to your hearts, I'll keep going. I'll keep doing this. Every week someone will ask me, when are you going to slow down? When are you going to quit? I'm not a quitter, preacher. I've never been a quitter. And, I, and I'm not going to start now at, at, at the age of 72. And I know I'll look 102, but I'm not. I'm only 72. I have to stress that. No, I'm not old, thank you. And, uh, but notice what he said, what, what, this little piece, I, I can't get over it every time I get on this, this, this lady here. Uh, that one little part she spake in her heart. What, what, what was she praying for? What was she wanting from her heart? She wanted a, 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 a male child. And guess what? God gave her one. Amen. Yeah. You say, so, Brother Beckham, I take it from this message that, that I can just have a closet anywhere. Yeah. I, I was reading the great Puritan, uh, Dr. Richard Sibbs of old, and he said this back in the 1600s. Uh, those guys really believed in prayer back then. He said, my God and I are good company. A man whose soul is conversant with God in a closet, in a hole, behind the door, or in a desert, a den, a dungeon, shall find more real pleasure, more choice delight, more full content than in the palace of a prince. It could be anywhere. But my question to you this morning, uh, do you have one? Do you have one? You said, no, I don't have one. Well, it's not Brother Beckham telling you that you should have one. Who introduced it to us? The Bible. But our Savior says when you pray, enter into your closet. 
See, that's not your pastor, Brother Reno, saying that. That's not the evangelist, Brother Beckham, saying that. That's Jesus saying that. And, and then the Holy Ghost gave us all these examples, and we'll see some more later. But, but oh my, when I turn to the New Testament, I find Paul, I find Peter, I find Jesus, and on and on, praying. Brother Beckham, what, what will bring revival to our churches? Reestablishing prayer closets. And if you, if you have never had one, just start one. That will bring revival to this country. And yes, you're looking at a man that believes that we can have revival. All these evangelists, Brother Reno, that, that, that preaching, and I hear of them often, that says we don't believe that we can have a worldwide revival, a national revival. Um, I believe we can. I can. But only if we do what the Bible says. Only if we do what the Bible says can we have revival. And I sure hope that you'll join with me and let us agree this week together each night that we meet together. Let's come in agreement that we are going to pray and we're going to do everything we can do personally to, to be in a position where God can send revival. Will you make up your mind this morning to do that? You have to crucify yourself to do that. You have to sanctify yourself. You have to mortify. Because if you don't do those three things, you, you're not going to have a desire to, to see revival or to, or to pray or to be a better student of the Bible or to be a better soul winner. And I could go on. So as our pianist and organist comes and as they begin to play a song of their choice, we won't have any singing, but we will have some music. And as we all stand, I've been watching you as I preach. I've had good eye contact with many of you. And I see the Holy Ghost working. But I asked you not to quench him, not to grieve him. Don't slap him in the face. He's just talking to you because he loves you. Amen. All over the auditorium. You say, preacher, I'm just a visitor. I know Pastor Reno. I know he would not mind you come to the altar and pray. Brother Beckham, I'm lost. I, I need to be saved. Pastor's here in the front. I'm sure he, he has people that can deal with you. If you're a lady, he could get a lady to deal with you, man with man, young person. Would you come right now all over the auditorium? I, I see you wiping tears. I see you doing different things there in the pew. 
Folks here are at the altar praying. Everybody's dealing with their personal life right now. The Lord is shooting things through your mind. Instead of trying to trying to take care of them in yourself, would you give them to God? When was the last time, husband, that you prayed with your wife and your children? When was the last time? I've never prayed with my wife and children, Brother Beckham, especially in a church service. Well, good time to start is today. Anyone like that? We try not to ever rush the people at the altar. Here's the question. Here's the question. Have you, as a Christian, minded the voice of God today in this service? Have you? You say, I can't say yes, Brother Beckham. Well, just get that straightened out. We'll wait just a little while longer. Pastor will be coming soon.